Welcome to a one-off, out-of-the-blue episode of Up the Poly, the North Shields Poly podcast. Um, we ran these podcasts throughout the lockdown period and for a while afterwards, um, but they were really designed to to have give us something in common when we couldn't actually see each other or train together during those lockdown months. It lived a bit after that, but I kind of rested it when, um, well, it kind of ran its course really, but I always thought I would dust it off for something specific that came along um, whereby it was an interesting story or a content, a continuation of something and that people wanted to share it and that's exactly what's happened so the um, of all the 23 or so podcasts that we did um, uh, in the first go the one that was listened to more than any of the others was John Hill's story of, of his, his story with his heart and how he, he almost it almost it was almost the end of him and he fought through all of that with lots of treatments and surgeries and all sorts of ups and downs, more downs than ups. But he's back running again. And then they always planned to do the Berlin Marathon to John and Sue. And eventually, this autumn, they did it. Um, and it, it's such a long build-up that I really thought it was a um, it was worth a second podcast just to follow up. So that's what this is. Um, if anybody else ever wants to record one, to give me a shout, I'm... I've gone past trying to sort of search for people that want to do it, but if people want to come forward, that's great. But I was thrilled when John and Sue agreed to talk because their story is its much more than about running. It's about adversity, keeping a goal in mind and sticking at it, and boy, did they do that. So it's a long one. It's an hour and a half, so quite a few brews uh, needed to go through this one, but I do hope you enjoy it. Apologies for the quality of the recording. It's not superb, but it should be good enough. Okay, thanks everyone. Bye. Yeah, okay, so I can edit all this sort of flim flam out. So, so I'm sat in <coughs> John and Sue's living room with with a brew on a Friday night and here to talk marathons. So, um, just start by saying what marathon you did, when you yeah. did it, and how it went, both of you. Well, eventually we actually got to do Berlin Marathon. Yeah. Um, both five, of us. Yeah, five years later than originally planned. So you'd originally planned to do Berlin? Yeah, attempt, yeah. yeah. So yeah. we entered the ballot for the 2017 Berlin Marathon, started our training plans, we're doing really well, a um, couple of little hiccups up till about week 12 or 13 of the plan right. when we both at the same time got completely different separate injuries both injuries that we knew no. were going to put us out of the marathon there was really? no coming back from them we couldn't yeah. have we couldn't have carried on so just for context so you committed to a marathon train was this the first big thing you committed to after everything that happened marathon. this was before this was previous, oh, of course it was previous yes. Oh, oh yeah, of course, sorry, yeah, my time's all middle So, yeah. first marathon okay. for both of us, yeah. before John had any hint of yeah. illness. So, I, I had to pull out because I had developed a herniated disc in my neck, <sighs> cervical disc, and I had tingling permanently down yeah, my arm that, that I couldn't get rid of. Yeah, you can't run that off, can you? No, <laughs> so... And what was your injury, Sue? Um, I had what turns out to be pudendal nerve pain, which is mm. a lot more common in cyclists. Um, so it caused a whole lot of pelvic pain so every movement, sitting, standing, walking, everything Ugh. I was really suffering from chronic pain
nine months later before it eventually was diagnosed after lots of tests and scans and prodding and poking. Um, the flights were cancelled, hotel got cancelled. Still, yeah. 2018. Yeah. At the start of 2018, that's when, well, I developed all my yeah. problems and stuff, which is yeah. obviously in the in the other podcast. So yeah. we like to get into that. But um, so it was cancelled again. So it didn't happen in 17. Deferred to 18. Didn't happen in 18. Did they let you defer it um, again, or was that it? They would have done, but it was again. Three hundred euros for Well, it wasn't each. just that. It was very at that point. It looked highly unlikely that I would ever even run again. Never mind. To the following year, and we had that much going on. We had Jake going away to uni the following September. Of the marathon, it yeah. could well have clashed with his starting uni, uh, dropping him off there. So. It just wasn't to be really. Yeah, we just forgot about it for a yeah. while. Yeah. So you you kind of abandoned it as a notion now. Completely. Yeah. yeah. And then it was this time last and year. Yeah, we started talking about it last year. So obviously there's a lot of in, there's a lot of stuff between. We started talking about it last year and we'd abandoned it as a notion, oh, which is covered in well, the previous I, I, podcast. Just but just to summarise, you'd obviously been. To the bottom of the well and back again with everything that had both of you. Yeah. Um, was there anything that prompted you to start talking about it again? Was there anything? Was it something you'd seen, read, or something somebody else had done? Unfinished business. Unfinished business. Yeah. The niggle in the back of the head. You can't <laughs> keep at the back of the head no matter how hard you try. Yeah. And to be honest, and no other was... marathon would do. It right. Well, well, that was going to be my next question. Did you know? Did it have ha- to be Berlin? Absolutely. Yeah. Nothing. I, I wouldn't have entertained doing a, doing any other one. Yeah. Until I done Berlin, or attempted to do Berlin, and then take it from there and see if I enjoyed it, hated it, whatever. You know. But it was a, it was just it was unfinished business. It was yeah. a real niggle, and obviously for me it was that ultimate, the last of the checklist goals, if you like, the ultimate one. To so try do. well, let's talk about those then. So Sue's. You you got yours medically sort of under control, mm-hmm. so you were kind of good to go, yeah. fire in your belly, yeah. um, and but John, you you also were good to go, but it was a much more comp- I'm guessing a much more complicated <laughs> route. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, what you said it was the last tick. What were the other ones? What were the other oh, tips? Oh. Get back to work. Yeah. We'll get, get out of the, the hospital. Well, honestly, yeah, yeah. To run round the street. When yeah. I first started running again, I couldn't do one lap of the street, exhausted. And I mean, when we're talking about running, Jake was going round with me and he was walking. Yeah. And I was getting annoyed because I was actually doing the motions of running mm. and the heart rate was up, but I was actually doing it at a very, most people's slow walking pace. And it felt really uncomfortable, you know? Yeah. But it improved and it improved and improved and luckily my consultant said you're okay keep keep at it keep doing it it's not going to do you any harm it's only going to do you good i was going to say when you were doing that irrespective of how it might have looked compared to how it felt was there any point where you were thinking 
should I be doing this? Is my heart going to go again? Am I oh, going to yeah. make things work? I'm yeah, sure. scary thoughts. It was more me than him. But, but really? I, I, think, I think it was far more Sue. Because at the end of the day, being a bit selfish, I guess, yeah. I'm me. And if I want to go out and run, I'm going to go out and run. Yeah. I want to do what I enjoy doing. Otherwise... And it sounds like your consultant, do, you know? got, the consultant appears to have got that. I mean, oh, he, he can't. He, yeah. Luckily, he's quite sports orientated and yeah. does stuff himself and whatnot, so he totally understood that. And did he give? So, if he's based on the fact that he's he is it he mm-hmm. he's a, he's um, sporty and obviously an expert in these things. Was he giving you specific sport advice or was it more heart advice? Was he giving you numbers to not go past or was he giving you training advice? No, 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 no training advice other than he said, don't, don't be going running a marathon. Okay. <laughs> and we'll back from and <laughs> that was early doors, of course. <laughs> yeah. And keep your heart rate down if mm. you can. But I mean, the, the pacemaker controlled that at the time oh, yeah. because it was turned right <laughs> down. Um, he said, "Don't be getting yourself where you're panting for breath. You yeah, know, right. don't be so doing race pace. Conversation, yeah. don't, don't you know, aerobic, that. aerobic yeah. training only, basically. Yeah. So heart rate in levels one and two. Yeah. And he did give me some advice about heart rates, mm. which was I've learned a lot, a hell of a lot about training a heart rate. I'm mm. an expert at it. Oh, All right, absolute expert at it. Um." So many people I laugh on Strava when people put on easy hour or easy ninety minutes or whatever, and yeah. you look at the heart rates and you think that wasn't easy. Yeah. You're kidding yourself. That's you know? that's that's not proper <laughs> easy. It's incredibly difficult to run properly aerobically. Well, in I've fact, just... when most people start, they've got to walk parts yeah. of it because your heart rate starts <clears> to creep up, and the only way to keep it down for a lot of people to start with. Is actually physically having to walk, or you're running so slow mm. that it's nice and easy on the heart and lungs, mm. but it's incredibly hard on the legs. Because oh, right. you're on your you're on your feet, your ground contact time and everything's much longer when you run slow. You're on your yeah. the weights on your feet much longer, and it's just not natural mm. for a lot of people to run really yeah. slow. They want to just naturally run. But you learned how. You sounds like you you were very. I mean, to one extent, of course pacemaker was was inhibiting but whether it was or it wasn't it sounded like you were fairly disciplined about that in terms of having to almost re- learn how to run again I was very yeah. very I had, I had to be yeah and while you were doing that and shuffling around the block with your son mm-hmm. Sue's at home thinking what's happening here is, <laughs> is he, he coming, coming back, back? <laughs> is he coming back through the door yeah and of course as I've progressed yeah and you know what, what one of my big goals was to eventually be able to go and do a park run. Yeah. And I was determined not to do the park run until I could run the whole park the run. Indian, I did, yeah. No no interest in times at all. No. You know, or pace. I didn't come yeah. into it. But I did not want to walk. I wanted to be able to run yeah. the five K. There's something quite liberating about that, isn't there really? Because a lot obviously most runners will worry about those things. So when you you, you the perspective that this is giving you means that it sounds to me like going out a lot of runners will turn up at the start line of a park run or whatever and say, I'm not bothered about time today, I'll just shuffle around or mm-hmm. I'll just jog around. But they'll be scrutinising their time at the end of it. You know, It's, it's incredibly hard not to. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm no different. 
Um, but it sounds to me that you are now different, that you can genuinely do that, that you... To mm. a point. Well, 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 well I, may have to, that point. I may have to disagree yeah. now because it's got to the point but, now where... Yeah. But isn't that amazing that you've now reached it, it that is, point? But it when is. you were doing that part or in that first... Oh, one, yeah, I mean, quite a few people from the poly came and did it with me. I remember, yeah. yeah well, I think you were there, yeah, yeah, you yeah. were. And um, just just to achieve, just, just, just mm. to finish the 5K, I mean something before before that I would have thought nothing of yeah but th th I had loads of little checklists like that so talk, talk to me a bit about those um those stages so you were, first it was like running at all then it was around the block and then it, it was the park and then it was and it was running unaccompanied then it was unchaperoned then it was going out on my own which was quite a, a thing because yeah. you always when I was going out Sue or Jake or someone from the club would be with me yeah who knew about my condition so if anything did happen yeah or I did take ill or get breathless or whatever I mean bear in mind I've never had a heart attack so mm. that wasn't really the issue it was more the issue of the heart just going into a weird rhythm and yeah. not being able to get my breath and stuff again you know Gosh. um so actually going out on my own with nobody there I mean I always had a phone Mm -hmm. and I always do now even, yeah. even now to this day I always run with a phone I yeah. never not have a phone on me um, and obviously programming the phone is all my health medication yeah. and what's wrong yeah. and all that sort of stuff whereas in the past I wouldn't have took a phone when I went out you know so that I mean it's interesting when because when you said different stages I initially was thinking of distances but actually it's not just that it's, it's the experience it's the confidence it's experiences to start mm -hmm. with and the distances came later, I guess, but yeah. I don't even really think distances were ever a big thing other than perhaps half marathon and marathon. Right. Because I don't ever remember making the goal to run 10k really. So it was, it just, was just a case of once your fitness is back enough to do a park run without running, yeah. without walking, yeah. and you start running. One of the big goals was to get back to the club yeah. and go and be able to yeah. join and I, I went back and I was in like G group, mm. not even sure whether I could do do that, yeah. you know, and they were all great yeah. and I managed it. Yeah. And I just started to progress and progress and progress, you know, and moved up a couple of groups. And, and, and as you did that, so it's a question for Sue really, so obviously when John Stott went out initially with Jake and you worry him and then he's going out you know, he's obviously, oh, okay, he can do that now. So he moves up to the next level. Did the, did the, um, did the worry sort of subside because he was getting better or did it just go up, the worry continued yeah, because the goals were getting bigger? I would bigger? say it subsided a little bit because I think what was happening simultaneously at the same time, every echocardiogram he was having, every pacemaker check he was having, we were fortunately getting positive yeah. news and you know his health was improving things were getting better so at no the reason, same time yeah. so i think we got a little bit more relaxed every few months every yeah. check up every sort of milestone he was improving so that gave me a bit of comfort that yeah. it was okay to be doing yeah you weren't having to doing. speculate as to what was happening 
yeah. inside because you got, you got your yeah. data basically by the same Yeah, and the thing is with the pacemaker, um, not everybody with a pacemaker will have this, but a lot of people do. He's got like a little monitor, looks a little bit like a router with a little area oh, on right, it, okay. which um, is got to be within kind of two metres of the bed. Yeah. It's only obviously when you're in bed, but that is actually picking up all the time. If anything unusual happened with his heart rhythm or heart rate, yeah. it picks up that information, it diarises so it and feeds it wow. back to the hospital if there's some sort of crisis. I'm going to check really and check that every day. So, so you're getting this constant feedback about your heart. Mm-hmm. as well as how you feel, mm-hmm. which means that you can yeah. take a bit of confidence out of yeah. these this up, upping yeah. of the levels. And you know, once John had gone sort of six months without any even short spells of arrhythmia, yeah. you know, we hadn't felt any palpitations or anything, mm. the, um, the pacemaker was telling us that he hadn't had any spells of tachycardia or anything like that, Wow. That all just it, it just builds yeah. your confidence really, and I guess as John's confidence built in that way, my um, paranoia subsided. Yeah. My sort of paranoia. I think you've been hard on yourself. Yeah, I'm genuinely concerned. Yeah, quite quite neurotic about it really. Not more so than John was. Yeah, I mean I think when it's you wow. yourself, I I I'm guessing it's easier to handle. Well, you've got more information to go on, haven't because, you? Well, you, you know how you feel. Yeah, well, it seems to get us. But you've also your, 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 your own mind, and you can, at sometimes, I guess, be a little bit, I guess it is, sort of selfishness in a way, that you're determined you want to do this and you're mm-hmm. going to go and do it. And for all people that love you and you love are worried about you, does it stop you doing it? Yeah. You know, runs, maybe runs, it should. I don't are, know. Runs but are a pain, aren't they? Let's face it, we're all as bad as each other. But I mean, know. it's incredible when you when I sort of process that and think, even even something like what happened to you doesn't extinguish that instinct that runners have. Like the flame that hasn't gone out about Berlin, yeah. and, and that that you call it selfishness, that determination mm-hmm. to say, well, I'm going to move it up a level. So I just, really, I really uh, believe though that John's activity level and his running has actually um, supported his recovery. Oh, I agree. You know, I, he's, I, I'm a massive believer in le- well, that it's actually he, helped. His level of fitness is the thing that saved his life. You know, mm. we in the first fairly, place, you mean. fairly yeah. certain oh, that if he hadn't had such that, a good level of fitness, I wouldn't be here. he would have yeah. gone into cardiac arrest, absolutely. Because I remember John said in the first podcast yeah. that when his heart rate went to yeah. yeah. I mean, nobody the, should be conscious yeah. with that. So we're very lucky, lucky that he had that level of fitness in the first place. But I think, you know, regaining that level of fitness and that amount of discipline and taking care of himself mm-hmm. is the best thing he could have done to get back to the level of health that he has and, now. And there's, a, there's surely another aspect to this, which is your mental health as well. So if yeah. you're saying, if you're goal oh, setting... hugely. Yeah. You're trying to rebuild your confidence. I, 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 I don't mind. I don't mind admitting the hardest part of all of this was mentally, mm. not physically. It was mentally. By by a million miles, it was mentally. So in that progression, were there, even though you were experiencing physical progress, were there any mental setbacks or worries, or were they were they supporting each other? Your mental health improved. With your I think they probably strength? supported each other, but I, but I do think that. 
likewise, I I've always found running is a great way to de-stress mm. from life, work, the everything, yeah. really. And I think probably most people that run or do any form of exercise can relate to that, whatever it may be, well, whether they go for a swim can. or a cycle or you know whether their idea is to go and lift weights or whatever yeah, and it de-stresses yeah. you you know and so particularly as you're trying to reconnect with something that like sue said saved your life but actually really mattered but you're having to do it in a way where the conditions have changed and you're not quite sure how it's going to go yeah that that would for a lot of people that would put a lot of strain on them mentally because it's this is something I just used to be able to go out and do with gay abandon and now I'm having to really think about it a lot and there's all sorts yeah. of new constraints but actually it, it sounds to me like it was mentally helping you that was that mental the, wor the, the worst part for me I'll be honest the worst part for me mentally and if I'm totally honest it probably still is to a, to a much lesser extent Hmm. is at night when I go to bed oh right yeah when I climb into bed there's still not a night that I don't think about it hmm. and I don't think about I'm aware of the pacemaker basically keeping me alive but when you say you think about it is that reflecting on what happened or is that more about how you are now is it the trauma of the when you were ill probably the whole lot probably, yeah. probably it's traumatic and, you know, it's, it's what I went through yeah but it's also probably and I don't think it'll ever fully go away the fact that this little box in my chest is keeping me here. Mm. If it stops I'm I'm not here. Right. I had three wires, one of them got one of them moved, became dislocated and I had to switch it off. Yeah. So I've only got two and that's a minimum. You need one to get to the top chambers in your heart and one to the bottom and right. it passes the electricity from the top to the bottom, mm. which can't happen without it. Right. Because they damage the node in an opera which we've been through already yes I remember you talking about it that it was yeah. damaged and that stops the electricity from getting from the top of my heart to the bottom so that's why the pacemakers are needed so it's permanently working mm. and obviously I feel it you know that's a big hard lump yeah, in my yeah. chest and it sticks out I was very conscious of it at first if I went swimming baths or mm. holiday because I think it looks awful there's a scar there's a thing sticks out in my chest but I've got to accept that mm. and use to it and to be honest it's my best friend yeah really but, say, you know. it fondly, but, but yeah. that all affects you mentally yeah as well you know but it's but even though that was all happening and it's still happening it was out muscled if you like by this flame that hadn't gone out when oh absolutely absolutely and, and that's that's why that's what shines through all of this I think so in terms of time scales yeah you you did that when so when did you do that part run that, well part basically run? the whole of 2018 i was in hospital yeah um didn't get out till the sort of all, yeah. august out out and in with recurring yeah. problems um i believe it was do you know what i can't remember but it was probably early 2019 well i think it was about february probably might have been approaching yeah. easter time so 2019 when i did the part you're, you're getting back into it yeah uh, and rejoined so the club again I couldn't swear to this but it was probably summer of 19 yeah um, went the club was Santa that summer because that was the oh, holiday right. that was cancelled from the year before that's a good spot so we went back to yeah. club La Santa yeah and you were fine doing everything um, you wanted to do cycled yeah. went yeah. mountain biking swam did a triathlon actually yeah and did a duathlon 
I mean, the, triathlon the, the triathlon was a real struggle with the swim because I have to be a bit careful swimming because of the stroke of the arm. Oh right. On the shoulder. So it's physically. And, yeah, with the leads. Yeah. So I have to be gosh, very careful. Yeah. And I'm not the best swimmer anyway. And I hadn't done any swimming for like. And it's a fifty meter pool, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, a gorgeous <laughs> fifty meter pool. Yeah. yeah. So I was last out of the pool yeah. by a mile. If there's any consolation when we did that triathlon, Alison was second out of the pool, I was last out of the pool. Yeah, well, you know what it's like then, yeah. But yeah. I, I made up for it on the bike and, the, yeah, and, the road, and I didn't finish last, which was just a huge. But it, was, it wasn't about where I finished or anything like that, it was about wanting to do it. Yeah. Um, and came back and it's just progressed from there. I think Wouldn't from there, have... really, you've done all of the activities that you did before and want to do. You just were doing them a little bit slower and a little yeah. bit shorter. But it's been and through, it's so just it's been built a, from there. So it's yeah, been a three, then, year, three then, year progression, really, hasn't it? From and then, of course, we, we said, like like I said, times didn't come into it and all yeah. that. But then, of course, as you start to recover some fitness, times did start to yeah. come into I mean, I think I've done, I haven't done any races as such, but I've done park runs. Yes. And my big ambition started, although I'd ha- I had no times in mind, and my first part run was like 31 minutes or something when I did it with everybody. Yeah. But it, I started to get fitter and fitter, and it felt better and better. And whereas I, in the past, I'd always pushed to try and go under 20 minutes and mm. got very close to it, but unfortunately never got there. Right. Um, and then this obviously made that yeah. completely undoable. I then had a new figure in my head. I wonder if I could ever do 25 minutes. So you're recalibrating. So your I'm recalibrating and I'm thinking, right, I can still get PBs. Yeah. But they're diff- that I yeah. started calling them bionic PBs. PBs or post pacemaker PBs, you know. It just gave me that bit of motivation. Yeah. But without actually pushing myself in the way I probably used to push myself. Yeah. You know, because I always had that bit of like, You've just got to hold back slightly, but to be honest, the pacemaker—it's like a limiter on does your it car. You? Yeah. It does it for me because if I hit a certain heart rate, I, I just zoned yeah. out. Yeah. Legs go to lead, no oxygen, yeah. wiped out. Walking at best or standing still. So you've you got know? to learn how to. I've got to learn how to approach that limit. Yeah. And if I start to get any inclination of that sort of feeling, which everybody's experienced as a runner in a race. Yeah where they're hitting the more or less a max. Yeah. When I get there, what I've got to be careful of is that I know I can't push through that max yeah. or I can't hit that max and sustain it because all that's going to happen is my legs are going to go to lead and I'm going to stop. So, you so I have to just nudge it and withdraw, yeah. so nudge it and in that, it is, it? Yeah. and I, I'm still learning that. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, but it's, it's helped me improve and now, I mean, I've gone from aiming at 25 minutes being my new 20 if you like Yeah. and now just a few weeks ago did Blythe in under 23 I saw it yes. which was yeah. even that gobs I don't know where that came from yeah. I think that's come off the back of the marathon so obviously back to the so marathon so you're in a bit of a zone at the moment then it's come well, from then. it's yeah. come from all the marathon training Yeah. the low heart rate slow running really does lower your heart rate which enables you to run quicker at a lower heart rate and it really well, does work it's a, I mean as total coincidence would have it and I can't I can't identify obviously with what's happened with you um, 
and your illness. But I've, for the first time in my running career, I've got I'm, I've got a coach who I pay for to help me prepare for the spine race in January. Yeah. And the reason I'm bringing that up is because he looked through all my Stravas uh, and said, you're doing far too much fast running. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, your heart rate when you're working hard is quite low, you're in reasonable shape, you know, but your heart rate when you're running slowly is a bit higher than it should be. I mm-hmm. think your aerobic sort of end needs work. And if you're going to be out on the hills for five, six days... That's where you need to be, isn't so it? So yeah, he's had me running yeah. slow. So yeah. you said earlier on, it's really hard to run slowly. And he's got me wearing a chest strap because he's saying, don't yeah, ignore that one. that's exactly. And he said, zone two, I want you to go out and do an yeah. hour, really slow, and I don't want you to tell me how it felt. And I went and did it thinking, oh, this is really slow. And the first thing he said was, far too fast. Yeah. And I've got the hang of it now. Being through that, it takes a bit of getting the hang yeah. off, doesn't it? And I'm not in your position, but when you were talking yeah, about training, exactly being the same. an expert, I now, thought... there's mm-hmm. a hell of a lot of elite athletes being through all that, they yeah. do exactly the same thing. I've read loads on it. He told me the same thing. He um, said 80% of these Kenyan mileage is 80, mileage That's what they say. 80% of your running should be done aerobically. And by aerobically, that means zone two heart rate. And yeah. You should check out, you can work out your zones. So what's your zone two then? I bet you just my, zone ma- my zone two max is at 141. Right. So I have to keep my heart rate really under 140. Yeah. Otherwise, it's not a robot, it's which, feeling, yeah. which is quite difficult at times because if you're running into a headwind, mm. up goes your heart rate. Yeah. If you hit a hill, hill yeah. up goes your heart rate. So to go out and just do a 10 or 15k run yeah. willy-nilly, it's not actually that easy yeah. to keep it down all of the time. Now, if it, if it shoots up for 20 seconds or 30 seconds now and again, that's fine. But mm. when you finish your run, your average heart rate needs to be well below the maximum of your zone two, okay. preferably somewhere in the middle. And for most people, they would be surprised at just how slow they have to run to do that. Provided they've got the heart rates, heart yeah. rate zone set correctly, of course. Because yeah. some people have them far too well, high. Well, he has adjusted mine, but now yeah. he's got to know me a bit and seen, been looking at everything, and, and I've learned so much. What I have learned is that. Um, my mileage has gone up, but I don't feel half as tired. Yeah, and, and, and yeah, the weight's aerobic fitness. I, feel I had yeah. to get used to um, running that way for marathon training. I was going to ask you: Has any of this rubbed off on your running then? Sir? Yeah. So I mean, just in terms of John and his progression, I think in twenty twenty he would have been at a point where he would have picked up the annual races that we all do: the North yes. Tyneside ten k, the Bladen race, the Blind ten <clears> k. I think you would have been back racing in 2020 well, did, but obviously yeah, COVID, COVID yeah. hit yeah. so oh, yeah, well, it didn't happen yeah. Yeah. but sort of October 2020 when the ballot opened for Berlin mm. we said shall we because we knew we wanted to do it Yeah. so we thought look we'll put in the ballot our chance of getting in again is slim we were mm. just really lucky the first time we know it's hard to get into and it just seemed to be fate because the email came in January and I was like Oh my God, we're in Berlin, <laughs> so we've got everything booked. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was sort of went from there. Got a training plan started in the May. How so, so your training plan? I'm intrigued by that. Did you have to have uh, a bespoke one, or were you able to essentially mm-hmm. do no, a normal one your way? I had a good long chat with Simon and Graham about it because obviously I'm quite unique. Yeah. in that way so really to have any sort of training plan work for you 
you've got to have a pace or a time or a goal yeah you know yeah that you're going to train to you can't just you could i guess just train for the distance yeah but i know what you mean you a, need a, a plan doesn't really work no, in that way you, you know you need a time so i had no idea i couldn't even guess yeah i've never done a marathon even you know yeah, before my heart yes yeah, no and obviously since then i had no idea so i knew what i had done a couple of 10k races i'd done the quayside 5k a couple of times and i had been doing odd part runs so i knew what sort of levels I could hit a 10k at yeah but I had no idea beyond that it was a total unknown to me wow. so I went and entered there was the Gateshead half marathon oh, really? and the Sunderland half marathon they're always on every year at about the same time I think so it's what time are we talking about May then? time okay so I hummed and hard which one to enter but I thought if I enter one of them and I just run it comfortably to how I feel yeah and see where I'm at. Double it and maybe have another half an hour. Did you That's do the same Sue? Did you do this race as well? Yeah, yeah. and yeah. my running hadn't been going particularly well up to that point. It was yeah. sketchy with niggles and injuries and And I guess you did have a goal that so you, you yeah. can drift, can't you, a bit? Um and actually we did this I mean, you know, we've both done plenty of half marathons before. I've done yeah. sub two hour half marathons. Um which won't seem very fast to you and certainly not to John, but for me that was mm-hmm. that, that was it, that was they were decent times, like one fifty-five or something. Yeah. Um, and I had no ambition in terms of time because my running after that nine months out with my first Berlin injury, yeah. in a similar way to John, you know, I, I feel like I'll never get back to that. That might sound a bit defeatist. Um, you keep telling me I can get back to those times you but can. you know I'm five years older I'm not running as much or I haven't been running as much and I'm about a stone and a half I guess <laughs> I'm, um, my glass is always half full I'm the optimist yeah, I'm, I'm can, you can, you can, but I think the difference is John that I am not um, I'm not as ambitious as you in that mm. way I'm quite happy setting maybe easier goals it's not that I don't want to do things but I, I can accept more easily I'm that my best running may, may be in the past yeah. you There's fight a lot of, it I mean I'm, I'm almost I'm 50 in a couple of months and I'm at that point where I'm I'm realising the same in terms yeah. of I'm not doing my PBs at, at, yeah. at my road PBs I'm never going to beat them so we, so we did the unless you're Greg Penn of course well he's a <laughs> freak you know he's yeah. a <laughs> So we did the Sunderland half, and we didn't follow a training plan for it. You know, we we, we did a month, six weeks of training. When we did a few weeks increasing our Sunday long run to get yeah. close to half marathon yeah. distance. Because previous to that, our long runs were ten k, no more than. Oh, right. So all I ever ran was ten k. Yeah, I hadn't really gone beyond that, and and you hadn't because we'd go out together on a Sunday morning and do the run. Yeah. We've both got into a rut over the last three, four years of not running any more than 10k. So that's why it was such a, yeah. uh, you know, what sort of time can I even think about? I mean, and did you, did, so did you arrive at a time goal with all of this? Did you plump for one? I didn't care. Well, yeah. I did. did yeah. I did. I, I did the Sunderland on Hugh's advice. He said, don't do Gateshead, do Sunderland. Right. It's, it's, it's slightly flatter. It's probably a better course for you to do, blah blah blah. So I took his advice, entered Sunderland. We did Sunderland. We oh. both were shocked at 
how hard we found it. Absolutely. I was I okay mean, up to 16K. Yeah. And then, I mean, I think the longest run, I'd, I think the week before I'd done 18K. You know, yeah. we've gone 10K, 12, 14, 16, 18 yeah. over, over the month before Sunderland. I was okay to about 16K and started to tire. The last eight, the last 3K, I walked about six times and I, I don't do that. I don't mm. do that in races. I've, I've never done that. So, a real shock to the system. Re, then. Was, yeah. You know, hills, I was walking up, I'm going to walk up the hill. Yeah. Um, I remember getting over the line and finding you and saying, I haven't got a marathon in me. That was so hard. And that was in the uh, main. The thought, I agree. The thought of doing <laughs> double that distance. Absolutely, I was. I just yeah. thought, it, it's not possible. I, yeah. I, I, I can't do it. I have not got that in me. But I knew I was going to do it. Yeah. Still yeah. They always say, ne never make a decision uh, within an hour of finishing yeah. a race. I mean, yeah. we'd already entered Berlin, so it was happening. So, in yeah. my head, it was happening. It was anyway. dark, don't, don't it was still, it was going to happen. Oh, I see. Yeah. I guess what I was shocked at, I, I'd, I'd previously done half marathons, sort of one hour 36, one hour 37. Yeah. And... I did Sunderland, and I knew it was never going to be near them times, but I definitely thought under two hours, mm. and I think I scraped Sunderland in about 158, right. just under the two hours. I think hours. I was about 210, but Mark, I, was, I couldn't have ran another 1k. Mm. Mind, I had some hip pain, which I knew before I even started the race, I probably really shouldn't have ran it, but I was suffering with hip pain, and I had been for a few months, really? I was awaiting a scan and stuff. Um, and I also wore a pair of night alpha flies on my feet. Oh right! Crippled me. The arches in the in the shoe were too high for me. Yeah. And the last five k of that half marathon, every time my foot hit the ground was just pure agony in my hip and the soles. And when I finished, I literally couldn't walk to the car. It was I've got a vague memory of you flogging. Is that? Did I you saw them the next day. That Jason, Jason Sterling bought them the next day. I was good <laughs> because I loved the feel of them. Yeah. I loved how he how actually fast you're running without realizing it in them. Yeah. The work a treat that did everything they're meant to do, but they just wouldn't agree with my, the arches yeah. in my feet. They just I could not wear them. I was quite good after selling to be honest, but. Uh. Anyway, I mean, that gave me an idea. I thought, right, two hours for a half marathon. So I was talking to Simon and Graham, and they both agreed four and a half hours is probably right for a training plan for you. Okay. And I agreed. I, says, I mean, really, I wasn't bothered about time. And I, yeah. I wasn't, and I'm still not having done it, bothered about what my time was, really. It was much more about getting to the start line yeah. because we'd failed, you know, Failed twice if you well, like to get to the start line. So you did that. Was but made. I followed the plan for yeah. a four and a half hour. Uh, and did you do follow the same plan, Sue? And um, I started following Simon and Graham's plan, and I was looking for a sub five hour. Again, I really wasn't bothered. I yeah. knew the cutoff was about six fifteen. Oh, so you, and if I'd you, done it in six hours fourteen minutes, yeah. I would still have done that marathon, yeah, and that was my ultimate it. goal. But really, um, I thought. You know, there's a few people from the club have achieved sub five hour marathons who are my age or a little bit older, you know, similar runners in terms of other distances. 
I should be able to do yeah. five hours. So that felt right. But Simon and Graham's plan is brutal. It is punishing. <laughs> and I started... I'm sure I don't mind. Do you know what? They'll so be listening to this now and they'll be like, punching the air. I started the plan. <laughs> I started the plan on an injury. I can't remember. Do you know what I've had such a plethora of niggles and injuries. Yeah. I can't even remember what it was at the start of the plan. It might have been my shins. I'm not sure. But... I stalled the first two or three weeks, tried to get caught up, um, and to be honest, there was just too much, too much yeah. running in it, too many miles for me, and it, it wasn't agreeing with me at all. And were you training, what, five, six times a week? Was it? Yeah. yeah, and I remember I bumped into Simon on my way back one Sunday, and I'd already made the decision at that point that I was going to, I'd looked at the London Marathon training plans. Right. And they just, reading them, I, I just kind of knew they were going to suit me better. The kind of runner I am, mm. more isn't necessarily best. Yeah. And every runner is different, aren't they? Absolutely, Some people yeah. would say, you know, the more you run, the better you're going to yeah. be. And that's fine yeah, if you can get away with people. not being injured. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I talked to Simon that morning, we had a chat, and I said, look, I'm, I'm, abandon I'm abandoning your plan, Simon. I'm going to switch to the London plan and right. um, I looked at the beginners plan and that seemed well I was already keeping up with the immediate plan where Simon and Graham's plan had got me to was the equivalent of the oh, immediate okay. plan yeah. like the improvers plan so so I followed that one but even then it was sketchy wasn't it um, because I had um, yeah I had a, a thigh injury I've never had a thigh injury before mm -hmm. this started again I spoke to Simon about that and we came to the conclusion it was my sartorius muscle. Mm. So he said, look, if, if you can manage the pain, there's no reason why you shouldn't keep running. Right. So literally, I was. it got to the stage where I was setting my alarm for three, four o'clock on a Sunday morning, keeping um, Voltarol gel, Cocodamol and Ibuprofen by the bed. I was waking up, taking two lots of painkillers, rubbing gel on my leg, going back to sleep for a couple of hours oh, wow. and getting up and going and doing my long run and really that's that's not the way to do it but I was so determined <laughs> yeah. to get through this marathon that, yeah. that that's what I did so you know I did manage all the long runs and I did manage at least two sessions during the week so this is mostly your three my so London plan yeah oh okay so um, your your summer's building then you're building these long runs. Yeah, yeah. Johnny's sticky you're staying on the side of And Graham's you stuck to it religiously, didn't you? I missed the first two weeks because of the hip yeah. injury. I decided after the half marathon to rest it because I hadn't been resting it. Yeah. So I rested it for now almost three weeks and it got worse. Mm. So mm. I thought, well sod this. So this <laughs> it's getting worse, I'm gonna run. Yeah. And actually, unbelievable. I started running and it went away. Yeah. It cleared within about two weeks of, of running again. There you go, so the lesson here is run through the pain, it'll be fine. Oh. I, I wouldn't <laughs> see that forever. And then, had, um, yeah. then we got COVID as well. Oh no. First two weeks, so, so we missed, of July we got COVID. We both missed yeah. the first two weeks of the plan really. Yeah. And then mid plan, maybe not even mid plan, mid, mid plan. Start of July we got So the second block, he gives you your block, your training yeah. plan in three blocks. Yeah. So you get like the first block, second block, third block. Yeah. Missed the start of the first block, got through the rest. I did every run religiously. 
and it was awkward for me. I'd, I'd explain to Simon because of my job and I work shifts and stuff, and I'm right. on my feet all day all right. with heavy steel tap, steel toe cap, work boots on and stuff. Yeah, it's not always easy to go out and do a fourteen mile run and then have to go straight to work. Yeah, yeah, you cool. know, and be on your feet all day, and likewise the other way around. So, yeah. but I managed it. It fitted in. And then we we'll just we we'll just received the second block of training, and COVID struck. So when you got COVID, you were you particularly worried? Were you anyway immunosuppressed with your condition, or were you worried about what it might do to your heart? I, I wasn't. I was a little bit worried because it can cause inflammation, and it can cause something called myocarditis, which it turns out is what caused the problem in the first place with my heart. I don't oh, think gosh. it did. But it came from some sort of virus, virus yeah. Um, yeah. but it was hugely inflamed, and that's what sent it into weird rhythms. Um, so I was a bit concerned. I was the one that caught it and brought it into the house. Uh, we all ended up with it. Mm. We were away in Manchester at the time mm. on a uni visit for India. Oh, right. um, came back, travelled back in a mini, the four of us, so it was obvious we were all, we all going to get it. I'm laughing, but and you and India didn't have it too bad, did you? No, Jake didn't get it. Jake didn't get it because we think he had it two or three weeks before. Jake thinks he may have had it beforehand. Tested negative, but he may have had it. But you were in bed for a couple of days. I would say it was bad for two or three days, yeah. and I was testing positive for about twelve days. Oh really? Yeah. Quite a long but we've been yeah. really, really lucky um, because. I mean, I was bad with it the first three days. I couldn't get out of bed. Yeah. My one of the weird sensations is my jaw seized up. Oh gosh. Or my mouth felt jaw just felt pain in my jaw. Weird, yeah. Oh, so I had like it. I had it. I had it quite bad. But my my biggest worry was long COVID mm. because I, I, I really feel for anybody that's stuck with that you know because I thought God I've overcome all this heart business Yeah. if I'm stuck with long COVID there's my running gone again and kiss goodbye to the marathon but as it turns out I was so lucky we both had two weeks off running I, I certainly could have probably started running a little bit sooner again but I thought right I'm going to have two weeks off and I was absolutely shocked when I went out on my first run after having COVID and not having run for two weeks. I came back, didn't I? And I said, I would never know I've had COVID. Really? I was expecting yeah. my breathing to be a bit late. I mean, those little niggles have had a little chance to rest up as well. I was the same. Yeah. I was exactly the same. Brilliant. Post-COVID, really I wouldn't have known I'd had it. Now, yeah. there's still people now at the club who have had COVID. Yeah, of course. I've not regain their fitness yeah. and just find the can't and I was just lucky in that way I guess I wouldn't have known I'd had it it didn't have an effect so I was straight back into the training plan mm. and after that I don't think I missed a single session right to the end of the plan it went so, really really well and I have to say looking back and even while I was doing it apart from it making it was hard to fit fit it around work yeah if I was retired I would have loved it, yeah. you know, and I did love it to a certain extent. I really enjoyed it, and I, I think it's the first time I've actually had a proper plan mm-hmm. for a race to follow, and it worked out really well for me. And actually, after the marathon, I really missed having yeah. that plan and still yeah. do in a way. 
it's nice when you've got a plan. I mean, I'm you've got a focus. Now and I don't have to think, what should I do today? The plan is, yeah. um, it's this, and I don't debate it, I don't query it, I just go out and do it, and I've never, I've never had that before. And this if you do miss an odd one, yeah. don't beat yourself up yeah, about it. Try and make it I mean, Simon yeah. said if, if you do 80% of what's on the plan, you're mm-hmm. doing great. You know? I didn't enjoy it quite so much because I had the constant stress hanging over me of, is it going to hurt? How well? More? How much is it going to hurt? Yeah. If I do this session, you know, I was I was hurting the next day. I couldn't run two consecutive days. It just right. wasn't possible. And of course, we weren't training together anymore. And, we and yeah, and it was you know, is this going to reach a point where it stops me running and I'm going to mm. fail to get to the Berlin start run again? That yeah. was hanging over me all the time. So I guess you're wondering then, is it better to arrive? Undertrained but injury free. Absolutely. Yeah, and you know, a, that was very much in your Absolutely. Do you know, if yeah. I'd had to walk half of it, I wouldn't have cared. In fact, I actually quickly tried to do a mental calculation. If I had to literally walk a third yeah. of it or half of it and, and jog the other half, can, yeah. I, can I do it in the time? Yeah. Unfortunately, it didn't come to that, but I did have. So determined was I to get to the start line <laughs> in a state where I could cover 26 miles yeah. and get to the finish line. That I didn't really I care how ugly it was. By that stage, you yeah. completely accepted yeah. that you weren't going to be properly, absolutely, properly yeah. trained. It takes the pressure off the sense, doesn't it? Yeah. You just got your head around actually completing it. Whereas yeah. I, by this time, very much would have been. I had three goals. Mm. First one was to get to the start line. Yeah. Second one was to finish it, and third one was to get under the 4.30 because I thought if I do it, if I'm fine and I get to the start line and I do it and everything goes well, I'll be disappointed yeah. if I'm over 4.30 because I know I can do it in under 4.30. So I had like a slightly different mentality yeah. to Sue, but I also had the worry of I would have been devastated for her if I'd gone and done it and she hadn't. So it meant so much to both of yeah, us. Yeah, I mean, you know. So let's let's fast forward to Berlin yeah. then. So if you're and let, let's let's put you both on that start line. So how how were you feeling? Were you together when you started? We were, oh, yeah. and yeah. fortunately, Jake was able to come with oh, us. So, and, and obviously, India, we yeah. had India with us, so that made a big difference. Having the, the four of us having been through what would be yeah. through. Yeah. Um, Jake was back from uni. Mm. He just found out he'd getting a job at the Freeman Hospital, oh, so really? he was looking forward to starting there. Brilliant. Um, working in the department. As a cardiac physiologist. He looked after me and everything, you know. Well, it was so John's illness that had got him into it and caused him to stumble across that profession. That's and that's what he decided to go and study at uni. Took himself off to Leeds Uni for three years and studied in. And now he's actually working That's in the cardiothoracic centre where John was. He must be pretty yeah. proud. So, uh, hugely amazing. proud, yeah. hugely proud. Um, so it was a massive thing for us to be there, but I'd been to Germany before, they hadn't, yeah. but I'd never been to Berlin, and when I have been to Germany, I've loved it. Mm. India had been before, she but was India determined been, to come yeah. to Berlin, because yeah. she... she so you, so you made a proper trip of it then as a family. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't so long enough because India's in the middle of our ear levels and ah, I had to get right. back for our studies, otherwise yeah. we would have had a week there, whereas we only had <coughs> literally a weekend. So Three nights. We need to go back. Yeah, we are. Because we loved it. Whether I would do the marathon again, I probably would, but I would definitely go back to Berlin. Absolutely, so you, definitely. 
So you're on that start line. Yeah. You've done. You're 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 not in too much pain, and so you made it through. I'm I'm well dosed up with painkillers. <laughs> yeah. On the start line at the Berlin Marathon. So how are you feeling? And backup supplies yeah. with me as Mixed well. Mixed emotions. Yeah. I've gone out. I've gone out on the Saturday morning and done a run in the Tier Garden. Oh yeah. A big park in Berlin, which yeah. is where it more or less starts. Yeah, from. yeah. And um, me and Jake had gone out and turned doing a very light, easy little sort of four or five K and I ended up doing quite a fast hard ten K. Oh god. And <laughs> I came ho- came back to our apartment we're staying went to get in the bath and kicked my toes in front of my foot against a little step into the bathroom and nearly broke my toes. Oh, no. But the pain had gone away so it didn't have an effect during yeah. the marathon at all, luckily. Yeah. But I mean we, we got onto the start line and I was expecting personally to be hugely emotional mm. and in tears when I finished. I really thought it would have that effect on me. Mm. But all that happened on the start line Oh wow. for me. Yeah, you said that was one of your three goals. So the yeah. first because I think on the start line... I got you really got emotional like as the countdown started. And it's an amazing atmosphere. Yeah. It's such yeah. a great race. Yeah. Yeah. I think there'll have been a lot of people emotional. Mm without it having so much meaning to them being yeah. there. Well, there's a lot of know? stories stood on that start line, yeah. aren't they? Philip? Oh, it's huge. It's yeah. a little bit like, you know, when you watch the London Marathon, all the coverage on TV and you yeah. see all the charity stuff and you hear all the stories. Yeah, you, you, know, know, you know all that's around they're big, you. They're, they're big yeah. deals, marathons, I think. So you're, you're really feeling the emotion. So I have got, I just, I mean, when the countdown from 10 to go started, mm. I just couldn't hold it back. I was crying, you know. I'm um, laughing at him. And <laughs> she was laughing, yeah. No, I and I just felt like anybody around me must thought, "What's the matter with him?" You know, but I, it, hey, it's I'm not like feeling, that. Yeah. It's not like that. I was know. feeling it too. I got yeah. And the minute start to move, mm. everything was great. Absolute buzz, top of the world, felt great. You know, the pain in my toes from kicking the <laughs> kicking the step had gone, and just everything was forgot about and Brilliant. off we went and we obviously weren't going to run it together yeah did you run any of it together at the start did you we did started you together 20 meters. <laughs> and within well, it was definitely no more than 100 meters anyway and yeah. we separated you know um and how did it said i mean we'll come on to the times in a bit but how did it go how did it feel for both of you so for me um i Ron, Ron always used to say that there's two kinds of runners. There's runners who smash it out of the park in training. Mm. You know, they're really good in training, but then they fall apart a little bit in a race. Mm. And there's runners who never seem to quite make their potential in training. You know, they seem to run out of steam a little bit in training, or yeah. he suspects that they're not quite doing the best they could do in training, mm. but they always pull something out of the bag on race day, Interesting. and I'm that. Oh, right. I've always been, always been like that. I always achieve <clears throat> better than I expected in a race compared to how, how I train. So were you, were you confident, or at least hopeful, that that was going to happen again? Yeah, obviously it was un- unknown territory because mm. I'd never run. I mean, my training took me up to twenty miles, and I only did that once. Yeah. And I definitely want to give a shout out to Sarah Clark because she did lots of long Sunday runs with me, 
and stuck by my side when I was probably running slower than she could have run. Yeah. And she was just brilliant company and she pulled me oh, through amazing. lots of those long runs. And really also made me believe that I could do it, you know, yeah. that I had it in me. And, you know, she's quite inspirational when you see what she's done with her running, yeah. you know, especially shortly after after having a baby, yeah, she's yeah. amazing. So I just felt really good. I just felt good. I had it in my head, you know, I knew where the water stops were. Yeah. I knew where the isotonic stops were. I had what I wanted with me. And I just felt good and felt confident. Mm -hmm. um, I went through the half marathon and there were Jake and India because Brilliant. they'd been jumping on the, yeah. on the trains yeah. trying to catch us. They only caught me once and it was right on the half marathon point and I was smiling and oh, running really yeah. confidently and I was really surprised with my time because obviously I've been training at, at you know a target pace of about seven minute kilometers or mm. something um, and I was running like 6.30, 6.40, 6 6.45 but consistently so that was really good and mm. um, they told me after that they'd found you at four different spots John and he never spotted them once. Never spotted them once. In the same. So um, I just found it remarkable how quickly the kilometres ticked by. Lovely. I did tire at 37k. Right. So that would be five to go. Um, yeah. 5k to go. So yeah, that was beyond what I'd trained. Because yeah. I thought 20 miles is really going to hit me, but it wasn't. It was about 23 miles. You can hang on for three. I didn't hit now. a wall. Brilliant. But I started. Um, I'd walked through all the water stations. It's quite sensible I'd, anyway, because you yeah, actually drink properly. And yeah. there were cups, plastic yeah. cups. So I, I'd walked through them because it was giving me a little bit of respite, and I mm. did that from the start, taking my gels when I wanted to. Yeah. Um, the last five kilometres was was hard, um, and I, I walked a couple of times. Mm. Um, but I knew I was going to make it to the end. You know, there, there was never, there was never any doubt. And the pain on the day wasn't really there. My Achilles were getting, my Achilles heel, or my Achilles. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, the, they're the recurrent injuries yeah. or where I've got a weakness. And they were sore by that time, but I knew I was going to finish. My biggest annoyance was, um, even before I started, it, it seemed like one of my gels was, was leaking. Oh, right. And as the race went on, yeah. it was clear it was leaking, and I was very sticky. Um, <laughs> right, Lovely. all over my bum and right down my thigh. Just the whole thing leaked out. So I was a gel short, which I could cope with that. Yeah. But it literally crystallised on yeah. my black shorts, and it, it wasn't very nice. Um, so, and that was my biggest trauma, to be honest. So what was your time then? I did it in four fifty one. So you, you were underneath your so time. So I was underneath time, the five hours. Um, I think if I'd had <clears throat> more consistent training and, you know, done every session and not been injured, I'd have done it, you know, a good few minutes faster than that. Good. My first target pace, the first year we were doing it, yeah. supposed to do it when I was a much quicker runner, was six minute kilometres, so that mm. would have given me a 4.12, I think. And if I hadn't got injured, I, I was I would definitely have done that back in twenty seventeen. But you're you're talking now very much like a runner because yeah. you can't yeah. you can't you can't say a runners can't say a time without qualifying it. Yeah. So you should but say she hasn't got that in her anymore. But but we're all the same. But at the time when you crossed that line, nine minutes ahead of the time yeah. that you would sort of set yourself, how did you feel? I felt great, and it wasn't just 
the adrenaline from getting across the line, mm. I really, obviously I'd achieved something that I'd set out five years earlier yeah. to do, and there was all of that emotion that came with it, and running under the Brandenburg Gate, yeah. you know, that's the emotional moment. Yeah, for those that don't know, that the Brandenburg Gate is, what, two or three hundred yards before the finish, yeah. and it's a massive, you go down the Unterdeck in London, which is the massive sort of th thoroughfare through Berlin, it's so grand, it's isn't it? It's probably the most awesome. iconic landmark awesome. in Berlin. As soon as you turn that corner and you see, you yeah. see the Brandenburg Gate, you think, I've got this now. And it's, I mean, a lot of Germans, just to digress slightly, because the, the burning wall went round the back of the Brandenburg mm -hmm. Gate, when they first the wall came down and people ran through it, there's this massive moment for a lot of Germans. It still is. Yeah. So yeah. always really kind of conscious of that both yeah. times I've done that yeah. race. It's remarkable. So what a finish. I mean, what a but I just finish. felt really, really, really good. Obviously you stiffen up when you yeah. stop, you know, any you know, you're a marathon's supposed to hurt. You know, yeah. not many people do a marathon without some oh, pain and some soreness. And I felt great, and I remember saying to John about half an hour, an hour after, when, when I found him and, and we found the kids and everything, I remember saying, right, now I've done a marathon, and I've done, the for, for what was for me the ultimate marathon, mm. the one I wanted to do, mm. I probably won't do another one. Two days later, however, <laughs> I was saying, oh, I maybe could, you know. Yeah. Um, and now we're in the ballot for Chicago for next year. So right, we'll see I was so. so let's, I was let's never in that frame of mind. Well, let's get your story then, John. I was so. never in that frame of mind. So, well, so I, st I started great, felt wonderful. 5k came and went, 10k came and went, 15k, 20k, past the half marathon marker. And I can honestly say that I hit that half marathon mark and I wouldn't have even known I'd run. Mm. I yeah. felt that good. I yeah. felt no different to how I'd felt on the start line. Mm. Whether it was a certain amount of adrenaline pumping through me or whatever it was, but no aches, no pains, right. no nothing. And when I compare that to how I felt when I did the Sunday Half Marathon. Yeah, what a contrast. And yeah. I'd actually done that the first half of the marathon in only about two minutes slower than what I'd done the Sunderland half in and couldn't have ran another K yeah. and yet I'd done this and felt remarkably good so it just shows you how the, how well the training plan had worked just the process absolutely. really really worked yeah. so at halfway I felt fantastic I had planned my gels drinks everything and the one mistake I made was not for some bizarre reason I couldn't find the electrolyte drinks on the course I found everyone <laughs> the suit says they were there at every point yeah. but I couldn't find them and I didn't have any with me just gels and it was it was more 10 gels more 10 drinks on the course I've done all that research I've got used to training with more 10 drinks mm -hmm. and more 10 gels and I found them great yeah um but on the course, I just couldn't find the drinks. And yet, numerous occasions when I just got past the drink station, the ground was incredibly slippy. Mm -hmm. Wet, obviously, it it's the wet off the But it's off the isotonic drinks getting spilled. Oh, right. You know, the water doesn't have an effect, yeah. but the isotonic drinks a sludge here. just really slippy. And that's when I started to think, I think, well, why am I not seeing where they are? But anyway, I did the whole race without any. 
just with water and the gels. And I felt great, 20k came and went, 30k, I still felt fine. I was quite a way ahead of pace. And what I'd been doing is I'd sort of been, as you do in races, hook onto somebody yeah. and you sort of run together and together and together. And then I, I was running alongside this girl, she was German, way younger than me, and running quite well. And I must have ran 15k with her at least. Mm -hmm. um, and she looked like she was strong, running really well, and I thought if I can stay with you, I know I'm doing well. Yeah. And eventually I got in front of her and, and left her. And I think I got to about 35k and I started to get, I don't know if you've ever experienced it, like a rattly brain in your head, I can only describe it as, where your brain it's feels almost loose in your head. Mm. So you almost feel like your brain's rattling around in your head. Yeah, I felt I felt fine. Never had that. It's not lightheadedness as such, yeah. but I have been told that it's due to dehydration and you need a drink. So I've been drinking water. I'd never, I, I didn't stop. I'd never not run. I didn't walk at all. Yeah. But I was taking drinks, taking drinks, like you know, mouth making sure I got the whole cup of yeah, water. Yeah. But at the 35k marker, I actually went up to the water station, I stopped, I got two cups of water, stood and drank, stood still and drank the two full cups of water. <clears throat> I, I grabbed, I had bananas at that stage, I grabbed a banana, stood still, I ate half the banana, yeah. um, had a gel, then ran again. Um, I mean, I must only stop for less than a minute. Feels you know? like an hour. But it felt like ages because yeah. I'd never, I didn't walk any of it, and yeah. I hadn't stopped, you know. And I was conscious that my time was better than I was expecting it to be, and I felt really well apart from this yeah. rattly sort of brain. It was concerning me a bit because I thought, oh, I don't want to start getting right headed, you know. Um, Plus dehydration can cause inflammation and obviously and you're worried about heart yeah. and everything's to think about. So I thought, no, just continue now. Then my legs, calf started to feel heavy. My yeah. legs started to feel heavy. I got a 37K and it become a bit of a slog. Having done the, up to 35 felt really comfortable. The, that's the thing about the marathon. Yes, yeah. and from it's going, brutal. from just feeling really so good, yeah. how you can then go to feeling really quite not good I wouldn't say terrible because I didn't yeah. feel terrible but clearly not quite right you know I've been, war been warned about it because yeah. I've been warned not to start banking time yeah uh, I think it was Greg and a couple of others that said do, do, he would said to me don't just because you feel great at like 15k yeah. or 20k don't fall into the trap and it's so easy think, where you think it, it? it's yeah. so easy I think yeah. it was Ivan that told me the same thing yeah don't bank time because it will come back and kick you yeah. big style you'll end up having well, they a war and you'll end up with a much slower time yeah seconds gained earlier minutes lost later exactly like that, yeah. and, and exactly so i hadn't done that you know although i was ahead of my 430 time yeah a lot of my training had been better than my 430 time so i knew so i had a better time you're backing yourself yeah I, 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 I didn't in my head think i was running too quick at all and i don't yeah. believe i had or did, um, but at the 37k mark, I started to feel quite wiped out. Yeah. And I thought, 
I was I was then started looking for the Brandenburg yeah, Gate. Every bend I came to, <laughs> I mean the kilometres seemed to get long. Yeah. Then I thought I was looking for the forty k. I thought if I can get the forty k, get the forty k, and I felt like I'd slowed my pace because my splits, my five k splits throughout the whole marathon were bang on. Really? Unbeknown really to me, it felt like it was, but I was I wasn't consciously like looking at my watch yeah. all the time and splits but it, I think after the end he would message me and said yes yeah, splits were out of this world so bang 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 every 5k slightly quicker than the one before but just slightly wow. every one of them so go on then Johnny what was your time well it, 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 I eventually seen the 40k mark and yeah. thought right I've got this I felt like I'd slowed down because it felt so much harder yeah and I just thought just not gonna walk I'm gonna yeah. keep running and then eventually, I must have gone round about four or five corners, thinking yeah, I was going to get a view of the Brandenburg Gate and didn't. And it's like, oh, where the <laughs> hell is it, you know? Anyway, when I eventually did, yeah. it was like euphoria, That's you know? Yeah. And Greg had warned me, he said, whatever you do, don't sprint to the yeah. Brandenburg Gate thinking that's it, because <laughs> that next stretch to the finish line is a bloody long way it's a, it's a thick end of 400 meters but yeah, it feels like it's like much crazy. further and it did yeah. so i hadn't made that mistake i got the brandenburg gear especially you want to savor it don't you I, yeah. I, I, honestly the photos you know the official yeah. finishers yeah. photos i've just i'm beaming for me out of here and running actually for me in really good form high yeah. knees upright check you look really <laughs> strong looks great photos yeah look, i was really happy because everybody's generally dragging their backs yeah and I, I looked great i That's think great. i was just so ecstatic great big grin yeah felt great knew i'd got it done yeah and between the brandenburg gate and the finish line it was just an, i was just soaking up the atmosphere yeah. Absolutely loved it. And you've earned it. And I finished it in four hours eleven. That's bloody hell. So it was a good 20, yeah. 20, 20 minutes faster than what I trained for, you know. And yeah. But so that wasn't really that wasn't what it was about the four eleven and why yeah. I was very happy with it. So what were you thinking when you stopped when you crossed that line? Just elation, just yeah. huge amounts of emotion. Although I'll be honest, I've been far more emotional on the start line. Mm. I didn't cry or anything on the mm. finish line. I was just couldn't stop laughing, just, just smiling, extremely satisfied, and just yeah. hugely satisfied. Yeah, yeah. like it, it's like something that's gone out the back of my head. Yeah. You want to, this little niggle, this, and you want to bottle it, don't you? It's oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I mean, even though you've been through something that's arguably extremely unique, so you, your the intensity of that satisfaction for you must be quite extraordinary. I think most runners can probably recite one or two of their moments in their running lives but only one or two probably where they yeah. felt like that yeah but that's i mean i'm reflecting on that 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 sense of massive massive satisfaction and you know that it's extremely hard one but for you there's all manner of things combined and the fact your family are there and mm -hmm. um, the fact that everything you've been through but also the amount of even beyond after you started running again it was still three plus years so you got because of covid yeah. and because yeah. of everything else yeah. So talk about persistence and patience. I mean, blimey. So you you cross that line, and what's obviously you were were your your kids there, or were they still working their way to the? No, end? I didn't see them. They did get there, but yeah. they they were there. They were in the grandstand. Oh right. Finish between the Brandenburg Gate and the finish line, but yeah. I didn't see them. 
Yeah. But they've seen me four times on various parts of the course Fantastic. and I haven't seen them because when I'm <clears> running, I don't really see people. No, I'm, I'm, in, I'm And I'm, I'm in my own zone. Yeah. I can run along Sunday mornings. You know, I'll, I might catch Simon sometimes or an yeah. odd person, but then there's other people shout at me and I'm like, oh, yeah. hadn't seen them. You so, know? You, so you finished. You're massively satisfied. Obviously, Sue's still going. She was. I got a beer. Yeah. They were given like beer out so I, I got a big thing of beer yeah. got me medal found me poncho and everything yeah. went and there's a great big massive as you'll know there's a huge grass area yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was it was lovely weather sun was beaming down lovely but I, I had to um, take the chip off my shoe the timing chip wow <laughs> that's when I realised you people to do it for that's you. when I read the should because that's when I realised how sore and stiff yeah. I was because Try to bend down to touch my shoe, I couldn't get anywhere yeah. near it, I couldn't get past my knee. So I thought, well, if I sit down, I'm not going to be able to stand up. Again, yeah. So I found a little post and I'm sat on there and I started talking to this woman next to me and she was struggling to get hers off. And Hilarious. Yeah. I said, if you put your foot up, she was American, I said, if you put your foot up on the post, I'll take it off for you. Yeah. So I did. And then she did mine because I couldn't reach my shoe. Anyway, I went and got a beer and stuff and I sat and I spoke to India and Jay oh, on the phone. Okay. Yeah. Sue was obviously still running, but it said that they'd seen her and she, yeah. was, she was fine, you know. Brilliant. Um, so I, I couldn't just stand. No. I thought I'm going to have to sit down. So I sat on the grass and I'd been sat there a little while, had a beer, and I thought, oh, I want another beer. Great, you know. Um, and then Jake and India appeared, and then you, you appeared, and then I tried to stand up. And I tried to stand up, my calves went into just started cramping, you know, cramping pains, like spasms yeah. in my calves, down one of my thighs. I was like, oh, I Jeez. can't get up, I can't get up. And they're laughing at me, you know, I can't Mar get up. Marathons are just but bloody horrible. Once I got <laughs> up, I was all right. So this would have been, obviously, when Sue had finished and you'd all found each other. So this yeah. was a bit of a moment in time, it seems to me, because it's the first time that the four of you together Mm -hmm. with this monkey off your back yeah, yeah. and that, that's so. a really good way of putting it mark because that's yeah. what it felt that's like. what it felt like yeah. the monkey off and the back and that's what comes over to be honest yeah. it's what it felt like it, was it just... wasn't a chore you loved it but oh, no, absolutely. Loved it. Your daddy yeah. was done. I'd love the training yeah and most of it I'd love the actual marathon itself although while I was running it there was huge amounts of thoughts flashbacks yeah. of when I was in hospital people I'd met people I still know you know now are now good friends yeah. people had died in the hospital when i was there all these flashbacks did you anticipate that when you thought about the significance i thought it might happen yeah and i thought will it bother me if it does happen i thought should i try and stop it mm -hmm. from happening i'd even sort of thought should i run with music mm -hmm. but i don't really believe in doing that in races and I also wanted to soak up the atmosphere yeah. and I, I'd made a conscious decision not to run my music and I thought, no, if it happens, it happens, I'll just get on with it. But it, it sounds quite healthy, you know. But it was, yeah. it was, and I, it, it <clears> actually <throat> drove me on. I think yeah. all these sort of flashbacks and memories helped drive me on through the run, if you like. And were you similar to, or was it different for you? Were you reflecting on everything that had happened? Or yeah, you, yeah, you, I think it probably wasn't, was it, as, it, it could never have been as intense for me because although obviously I was massively impacted, mm. as were Jake in India, by John's illness, you know, 
we were coming home every night and we mm. were here we weren't the ones you know in a hospital bed so I can never quite feel it the way John did but yeah it was it was a big thing it was a big moment and it was a weekend that I'll never ever forget you know and like you say you kind of want to bottle those things yeah. and well, the memories do fade well, over time well, looking at, I mean I remember looking massive. at the, the Facebook post just thinking yeah. this is brilliant yeah. it just came yeah. across as and you know the support joyous, we had really. from everybody and yeah. some of the comments were just oh, it was lovely watching them it, all it, fantastic. it took me back to when John was ill yeah. and the massive amount of support it was a comments and encouragement the night before yeah. and the day before and the days before and yeah. even during the train because I did pretty much all of my training on my own yeah uh one or two people came out with me, but the bulk of my training I did by myself on my own. But I had loads of support comments wise and Brilliant. the build up and when we were in Berlin, you know, and it all helps and all it's all appreciated, wasn't it? Yeah, Massively it, it, it appreciated. kind of took me back and reminded me of the support that Jake and India and I had, as well as John, obviously, yeah. but from the Polly family, if you like, because yeah. that's how I think. That's how I think of it. And it was interesting because yeah. I I was quite new. We were just we'd not all relocated, so I didn't know you mm -hmm. when you were Pauline. Mm -hmm. I didn't know you. Yeah. I I recognised you, but it was only afterwards when you started to come back that I realised fully what had gone on. And then of course we've chatted through this. But what I did, even though I don't didn't know you. I, what I did see was that outpouring and that amount of support. Mm -hmm. So, to the fact that that it um, it engendered that kind of reaction when you'd done the race is obviously not a surprise. But it was really nice just watching it unfold. You know, it was yeah. amazing. So, so having done all of this, where where does this leave you now? What's your, what's your are there are there more running goals or are you just enjoying not having a goal well, for a bit? Well, I, I I've enjoyed the newfound times I'm suddenly getting five <laughs> Ks. Yeah. And I did think it might happen because the benefit of doing all the low heart rate, slog, mm -hmm. boring and people think it, people that haven't tried it probably think well running dead slow must be dead easy and mm -hmm. I'm sure you know it's not it's really not no. it's quite you've got to be very strict on you've yourself. Disciplined, yeah. You've got to be hugely disciplined but by God, does it pay off mm. once you do it and you start introducing some speed work back into your training. Now, Simon did say, he says, I bet your 5K time start to plummet once you get back and you do some speed work. Because just previous to the marathon, I did a park run that had pace a week. Oh, yeah. The park run. Yeah, yeah. And before I'd started marathon training, I was able to go and pace 27 minutes okay yeah. you because know, you, you've got to pick a time you, you know you, yeah, well, you can yeah, do because you've got people trying to get PBs and you don't yeah, want to don't you know, know, run 28 minutes when you're 27 minute pace you know? <laughs> so I, I think I'd message Sarah and said oh put me down for 27 minutes I'll pace 27 minutes yeah. having done no speed work for the 16 weeks really of the marathon training very very little Mm. Uh, and I went down to park run to pace 27 minutes and I think I got about 2k into the run and started to just fill with dread oh. thinking I'm not going to be able to do this I'm knackered I'm not going to be able to do 27 minutes and like panicking oh, almost man. where you want to walk yeah, yeah. and I actually got round in like 27.15 or something and was 
really annoyed with myself mm. and I, I was talking to Simon afterwards and I said I can't even do a 27 minute park run now I've lost all my all my speed all my pace yeah. and he said yeah but you don't need that in the marathon yeah. he says but once you once you get the marathon done he says and you come back to club sessions they do some speed work yeah. he says it'll just he says because you've got you're so fit now aerobically mm. that you'll start smashing the times and that's so what's happened to so you within, within two weeks yeah. within three weeks of coming back training yeah um I did Whitney Bay in just in, I think like 25 minutes something like that and I hadn't to not being able to do 27 yeah, I did right, 25 two minutes 5k is huge yeah. then I did it the, the following week it was under 24 then I went to Blythe because India was saying oh, I can beat you in beat you in a 5k so <laughs> blah 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 and I said right we'll, we'll have a race she's not at Whitney she said I'll race you at Blythe so along to Blythe we went and we had a race I'll not get into the results of that but <laughs> but did Blythe 2240 you know. and I was gobsmacked you know and then I came back and did Whitley and I haven't gotten under 23 at Whitley but I've right. gotten yeah. very close oh, to it so I went up to town more last week I'm looking at all my I've got a spreadsheet you know because we, we, we agreed a few years ago after, well when I got back to doing park runs thought oh a fun thing to do because you're trying to have little goals and I couldn't yeah. really race so we're going to do the alphabet of park oh, runs gosh, which, yeah. you know yeah. loads of people do you know, yeah, know yeah. um and we thought right we'll have we'll have three three runs at each letter and we'll see what we can do at you know and obviously i've got courses that i never ran at before the half before the hard problems yeah so the times are beatable if you like i mean yeah. i'll never get a full-on pb at whitney bay because i'd have to run it in more or less 20 minutes a day yeah. Yeah. and that's not going to happen but some courses even Blythe you know mm, I hadn't, close, didn't it? exist before that yeah, happened and course. other ones that I'd never done so I've now got it in my head right any I look down the spreadsheet any any park run where I haven't better 25 minutes you I'm going to go, go and, and I'm going to get a course record in 25 minutes so I'm in the process of doing that at the minute well, so I went into Tangwa last week yeah. my PB was 29 minutes so I went and did it in 23 something you know superb so, so I'm just going through I'm just having the enjoyment of yeah. running fast 5k's and I'm, I'm, I've got to the stage now where in theory I could probably move up a group mm. in at the poly from E group to D group and probably a lot of E group probably wish I would because <laughs> I think I'd kill them a bit at times right. um, and I, I don't it's not deliberate you know no, but it's I'm, I'm at the top of E group yeah, but yeah. I still don't think I'm quite able to do D groups times particularly on the track because our recoveries are quite short it's ah, quite yeah. a step up yeah but it doesn't really bother me i probably could push and go into D if i wanted to i'm I not sure how is, much i want to and really. well that's what i was going to think it's a case of why um and it sounds to me that you're kind of working that through now you know you've yeah. done the marathon yeah the, the park runs are they're so accessible they're every week yeah. so you don't have to it's not like a long protracted build up yeah. and then a release it's so nice just to do something i'm currently enjoying that part of it yeah having jake back home running with him he's yeah. running out of his well, skin at the minute, you know? yeah. so all that's really enjoyable um i have gone and entered the brass monkey jake's oh, already right. into it so there's a half marathon coming that's up a, and this, i haven't done that is that a fast one it's a very fast one yeah. I, i've got my pb half marathon pb there which, oh right okay it's yeah. 137 i yeah. mean i'll get nowhere near that now yeah. but 
You've got your bionic PB I, 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 I do remember scraping under two hours at Sunderland. So that's the only other half I've it's the only half I've done, official half I've done with the pacemaker. So you've got that to go at. So I've got that to go at and But what I'm hearing is that you've got the bit between your teeth. You are you, not, oh, not in I, an unhealthy way, but in a kind of lease of life kind of way. Absolutely, yeah. just thoroughly, I'm I'm enjoying running now. To be honest, probably more than I've ever enjoyed yeah. it since I mean, since doing this during the marathon. Since the marathon, it's I've just gone better and better and, and better. And that's that's an, an amazing place I think to end it because I think to get to that to be able to say that after everything you've been through yeah. is remarkable. Yeah, I mean I feel frustrated a bit because since the marathon she's been pretty much unable to run Are you because of her Achilles problems. Yeah, so yeah. I always said, if I get over that finish line, if I get this marathon done, yeah. if it takes me six months to fully recover from these injuries I'm carrying, yeah. niggles, whatever, you, the pain, yeah. um, then, then so be it. So be it and yeah. I'm determined to get myself unbroken yeah. and start running properly again. So I've run three times since. Um, not taking any painkillers because I'm just not willing to do that. You know, I yeah, want to know do. if I'm in pain. Yeah. Um, done a couple of park runs, got through them fine, but then agony the next day, you know, like Achilles literally throbbing, mm -hmm. um, thigh sore again. So I've not run for three weeks now, and I'm probably gonna leave it another week yeah. and then start slow. So for me, the disappointment is I've, lost all the that or a lot of the benefit you haven't had the the benefit that i've seen from yeah. doing all that training but, yeah. but, but, but that's a bit that sounds like a brucey bonus really doesn't it the goal was the goal but i always oh, expected you know yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I did the training and did the race yeah. injured really so i knew yeah. that was coming it wasn't a surprise no i mean you sound like you're at coming. peace with it to be but honest. i think the positive for me is you know, I do want to do another marathon now, and like right. I said, we've, we've entered the battle. Well, I, I wanted to do another marathon from the minute I crossed the finish line. <laughs> I was it took me found it, such, it was on such a high, I thought, I want to experience this sort of high again. And the so only way I'm going to do Chicago it's only another marathon. If we get in the ballot, I mean, we've heard so much good stuff from um, Natasha yeah. and from Hugh. I had two or three in mind. But I thought, well, because we always said we wanted to do Berlin, and I've always been of the opinion when you haven't hadn't done a marathon, for me personally, it was like, well, if I'm going to do one, I'm going to do one of the big ones. Yeah. And having done one of the big ones and enjoyed it so much, I mean, it takes over the city. You know, the whole of Berlin was just buzzing to have yeah. the inline skating marathon the day yeah, before, and yeah. the whole city was just... It's an amazing experience. I would recommend it, it anybody. It really, I mean, I can vouch for that because I'm, I'm no road runner. And there, are, there aren't many road runs I'll do, but, but I'll do that one. I've done it twice. Yeah. 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 It's fantastic. The city's fantastic. The yeah. people are fantastic. It's spotless. It's friendly. Yeah. It's just, it's just it's got a special atmosphere. I mean, I, I, I remember um, run, when I finished the first time, and um, the why, what always made me laugh is that it was easier to get beer than it was to get water in the <laughs> Yeah, well that's Germany for you. Yeah, just in general. And bloody yeah. sausages, it was like, yeah. you're not doing these um, stereotypes any good, you're yeah. just reinforcing them. Yeah. But I think the positives that I've brought out of the marathon though is, um, and Sarah will vouch for this, because you know, I did have some moments on our long runs when, you know, getting to 20 miles was 
was really quite hard. Yeah. And um, I feared the distance. I mean, everybody should respect the marathon yeah, distance. for sure. I feared the marathon distance yeah. because it really was an unknown. And I thought, yeah, I've, I've scraped through 20 miles. 26 is a lot further. It's a 10K. Yeah. I remember when I feared 10K as a yeah, distance, yeah. you know. Um, I don't fear it anymore. And even, you know, if I'm off running for another few weeks, which I hope I won't be, mm. but I know I can do it. You know, I've, I've got through training and got through a marathon and got a time I'm happy with, really when I was well under par yeah. in terms of injury. So I know I can do it now. And it, I mean, that, that idea of I don't fear it, but I respect it, but I did fear it, shows that like mentally you've, you've obviously got stronger and yeah. everything that's happened I think it's both. probably a healthy thing to to fear it in a way. Now, I didn't fear it, probably stupidly, but I just that's just not the way I work. I well, just I think, my brain wired like that. Well, and I also think the stakes for you that everything you've been, I mean, you could be excused for not fearing very much given everything you've had to go through. Well, you've been yeah. close to the end of life, you know, yeah, you've had all yeah, of that trauma. Yeah. So that that recalibrates fear for you, surely. Well, for me, for me, my life's gone from like being, if I was ever that way, I probably wasn't. But if I was now, now having gone through what I've gone through, I just want to live life to the absolute full, yeah, maximum full every day, enjoy it. And and somebody who feels that way, you, I think. Very few people cross a marathon finish line immediately wanting to do another one, but most people will cross one and then maybe a day later or two days later decide they want to do one. But for, for it to be instant. It was instant for me. I mean, that says something about We went out that people. night and you were really not quite very I well. I wasn't that saying night, I'm never doing that again. <laughs> never again. I, I wasn't like that. I you said I probably won't night, do another one. I didn't feel very well that night. I no. mean, at the point where we all went out for a meal and a drink and stuff to celebrate, and you were going to stay in the apartment, and you, she was yeah, saying, you was just going. Obviously, yeah. we didn't want that. We said, no. no, we're not just going. So we all went, but you, you I couldn't eat. You mm. weren't really right. Couldn't eat. Bodies in shock, I suppose. It had white. I was fine out. the next day. Totally. But it, it sounds like where you've got to is. Um, you're, you're you're now trying to just get unbroken as you put it. Yeah. You're you're chomping at the bit. Yeah. But there's and Chicago's in that middle distance now, so, so it's, it's just going to be a nightmare if one of us gets in and the other one. Yeah, that's the enjoyment with Berlin because <laughs> Berlin you can enter as a team. All oh, right. And if one of you is drawn out in the ballot, you both get in. Yeah. I think oh, it's right. up to four people, isn't oh, it? Oh wow! Didn't realize that. Um, it's a clever system. It's I'm really it's really good for people, people traveling from hmm. afar. Yeah, because suppose it's four of you at the poly get together yeah. and think, oh, we'll do, we'll do this, or we'll do that, we'll do Berlin. Oh, right. You can enter it as a team. I mean, it doesn't. You're not running as a team right. or anything, but yeah. you enter in a block. And if well, one name is drawn out, oh, right. you all get a place. The second, the second time I did it, we we entered. We, it's a complicated arrangement, but two of our friends from Australia came over to Berlin and we met them in Berlin so we entered we, Alison dealt with the admin but I'm wondering if that's probably how we got in because they yeah. all that it's way really, trust it's the Germans good, to come up with the best system it's, it's, it's a good way. way unfortunately that doesn't happen for all they're both like run by the same company if you like they're both world major marathons yeah um, Chicago isn't like that at all no, so it could be a case of one of us gets in and the other one doesn't. Oh, nine. I mean, to be honest, I'm not expecting to get in. Yeah. I think it's a long shot that we get in. But if we do, we do. But I've, I've also 
I quite fancy trying Valencia Marathon. I've heard yeah. really good reports about it, and it's a lot easier to get in. Apparently, it's a it's a December marathon. There's Amsterdam as well. Well, there's yeah. Amsterdam, which is an autumn marathon. Yeah. I mean, we're both putting for London this year. Oh yeah. But I'll you just put in for London, and you know you're not going to do it. Yeah, that's mad. You know, it's just yeah. rejection, rejection, rejection. But, but this this whole part of the conversation is is about um, looking forward, whereas Absolutely. actually when we the last conversation we had oh, was yeah. very much not very not unreasonably about looking back. Yeah. So the, I think the, so. the contrast yeah. between where you've got to and where you've been is astonishing. I uh, spent far both. more far more time in my week is spent looking back now to what it was the last time we did this. Mm. I would say seventy percent of take take every hour in the week, put it all together and I would say seventy percent of them hours, I was spending looking back yeah. at that point. Well, there's a lot to process. Now, now it's less than ten percent. Yeah, and you can you tell. Know? I mean, and I it mean, only really happens, like I say, when yeah. I go to bed. At and it will never be zero because why it, would won't, it, be? it won't ever yeah. be zero. No, never. But it's astonishing, really, and fantastic to talk about it. And I'm just looking forward to seeing if you get in Chicago. So yeah, December the eighth. Right. Right. Well, I'm going to leave it there. I think An hour and a half. That's just absolutely flat. Seriously, that that's mad. amazing. So thanks. See, that happened the last time you did it. Did it was possibly a half hour, and it yeah. ended up being the longest well, one. I think. I think this is longer still, but <laughs> so much the better. But thanks for doing it, both of you. Thanks, really Mark. appreciate Thank it. You. It's been brilliant.